In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody had a really successful business week. Um, so quite a lot has been going on here at My Mom Knows Best with my Glovies product. I have some big, exciting news to share with you. I know I've been promising you this for a long time. But it's still not going to happen today, but it's going to happen in um, just a couple of weeks. So stay tuned to hear all about the great news about Glovies. So um, I have so many great things to share with you today. I have an incredible guest that you are going to take away so much information today, especially for those listeners who are actually getting ready to launch a product or who want to learn more about maybe how to bring your product to the marketplace in a more efficient, um, more um Let's say more efficient. You'll you'll be able to save money just by all of the um, advice that my my guest has for you today. So I have to tell you guys um, what has been going on with me lately. I have been doing a marketing campaign for Glovies, and a lot of it has to do with social media. So here I am trying to build up my followers, which, by the way, I'm at Glovies on Twitter. And something really interesting happened last night. So a lot of times when we invest time in, in our social media, I know there's a lot of you out there just like myself. Sometimes I can spend two hours between Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and I say, gosh, is this time going out the window or am I benefiting from it? And a lot of times you don't know right away, but something happened this week where I have actually started having real conversations with a lot of people out there. So I had an important conference call last night. I got off the call pretty late. I was preparing for the radio show last night. And then, you know, I popped on Twitter for a minute. And as I came on, Somebody had tweeted something that said, Que Sada Sada, and they were talking about the song. Well, I didn't really get into the conversation, but I just kindly tweeted back saying, oh, wow, it kind of made my heart feel warm because I remember as a child singing with my brothers and sisters the song Que Sada Sada as my mom would try to teach us ballroom dancing. So um, I just said, thanks for sharing, you know, that song with me. Well... What do you know? I get an email back that says, um, you know, something about 
um, at Glovey's, wait, you'll see. And I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? What did I just get myself into? It was like, I was thinking to myself, almost to the point that, you know, there's so much about the bullying situation with the kids in school these days that I'm like, wait a second, who is this? Are they trying to bully me or something? Wait and see for what? So I responded back. I said, wait and see for what? And it comes back and it says, wait and see, dot, dot, dot. Well, I am just explaining all of this to you to show you the power of Twitter. Next thing you know, I go and I said, let me check out who this person is. His profile, he's sticking out his tongue. And I don't normally follow people like that, but I couldn't really see. The picture was very small and I couldn't tell he was really sticking out his tongue. So I went and I said, let me do a little research on this person. And I noticed he had 263,000 followers and he was only following about, you know, 40 people. I said, he's got to be doing something right that so many people want to follow him. So then his name is actually, um, before I get to his name, I then noticed that you know, he was from Beverly Hills. And all of a sudden, the light bulb started to go off. And I said, uh-oh, this must be somebody. Well, who was it? It was Gene Simmons, who's actually the lead singer of Kiss. Well, they almost died because I got into a conversation and he was talking about how, you know, if you live on the East Coast, you should watch um, A&E Entertainment because there he was for two nights, Monday and Tuesday night, um, talking about his wedding, you know, to his wife, Shannon, who is like this big, <coughs> I guess she was a model at some time. But why am I sharing all of this with you? Because it is riveting how powerful Twitter is. You could talk to anybody. Here I am having a conversation with the lead singer of Kiss in Beverly Hills, California, and he's responding to me. So I thought that that was really fascinating. So that was number one. Number two, I also decided that I was going to use Twitter to actually pay it forward and help people out there who have their own businesses who want to share their business tips of the week. So, you know, I always have to share my business tip of the week, but besides my tip this week, I'm going to share with you two other business tips from two other really, really great people. So the first business tip um, is from webmarketbrands.com. So I shot out an email. They started to follow me. I followed them. And the question was, so what's your, I asked them, so what's your number one tip you have regarding branding? And this was their answer, and I thought it was right on target. They said, keep your brand uniformed online and offline. Keep everything recognizable, such as your email, your website, your color, um, social media, as well as your photo. Stop switching. Well, I thought that was so brilliant because so often I wonder, should I be using my same photo? My photo is now one year old. And um, I have to say, I think they are so right because what happens is if you use your same photo, people start to feel that they know you and they can relate to you. 
And I, I just think that that's so right. So it happened with one of the local real estate people here. She just has social media down pat. And every single time she sends something out, she has the exact same signature at the bottom of every email. She has the same photo. (laughs) And instantly, every time I see that, I think of her. So I think that's a great business tip. So this is a very interesting um, situation also. So through Twitter, I actually got to meet um, an incredible entrepreneur. His name is Mike Moore. And Mike and I started tweeting back and forth. And before you know it, I was like, wow, this guy really knows his stuff. He is an incredible speaker. He's um, full of inspiration. I even asked him to be on the show. And I think that's going to happen sooner rather than later. And I'm thrilled about that. So I asked Mike, so can you give me your top business tip? Well, Mike couldn't stop at once, so he gave us two, and I'm going to share them both with you because I think they're great. So the first one is new intentions. No more selfish selling intentions. You must care more about the customer than the sale. And you know what? I think Mike is so on target with this because the more we get inside of our customers, the more we befriend them, the more they get to know us, the more the trust builds. And once that trust builds, I think people will have confidence in what you have to say, which results in sales. So great tip. I love that, Mike. So Mike couldn't resist. He had to send me two. So I'm going to share the second tip. So Mike says, it's a new economy not a recession. Ooh, that's so interesting. Only people-first leadership that serves employees and customers first will be successful. I thought that was so on target. Times have changed as we've talked several times on Paying It Forward with our many guests that Even though there's not a lot of money out there, we just have to be really, really smart how we're going to run our business. And I agree with you, Mike, that every time a business owner thinks more about their employees and makes them feel secure and safe in their position and compliment all the good that they do, the more they want to satisfy the end user, the customer or client. And um, those who think of their customers and befriend them will have repeat business. And that's what we want in order to have successful businesses. Okay, so now for my quick business tip of the week. It's really short and sweet. Get out there and network. Yesterday, I was sitting in my office. I had so much going on. I had so much to do. And there was a luncheon um, in my community. And I knew... I I wanted to be there, but I knew I had so much stuff pressing. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to, I won't go for two hours, but I'll just break away for one hour and I will go. I have to tell you, wait till you see the incredible guests I got for the radio show just by going to that luncheon. It's almost like you never know who you're going to run into. And always just keep talking about your product because people are interested in your story. 
So, okay, enough of me talking because I want to get to our guest. Our guest today is an amazing, accomplished woman. Her name is Sharon Michael. Sharon is the owner of SM Michael and Associates. So what her company does is they are dedicated to the successful entry of key products into the retail marketplace of, you know, they bring in the unique, the niche, the backed by science, all these really key products. So they're trying to bring these products into the marketplace in a big way. The products include beneficial health products in the food, nutritional supplement, over-the-counter, natural product, and specialty beverage categories. Oh gosh, we're already on a break. That went really quick. But when we come back, we're going to have Sharon Michaels come on to um, Paying It Forward. So let's take a quick break and can't wait to talk to Sharon. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes. Should I relocate my business or ever purchase a property? That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Choose the right financial professional and learn more about the products and services while learning the terminology and strategies used by these professionals. Go To My Radio Show is unbiased and Chris Holt, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial and business choices. Go to my radio show is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. And most of all, choosing the right program and the right professional for you. Go to my radio show with Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on go to my radio show.com. Get ready for Officer Radio every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern only on Officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of Officer.com and hosted by Editor-in-Chief of Officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guests examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on officer.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. And I started to do my introduction for, with Sharon Michaels, our guest today. And I can't believe we went through a first segment of our show. So I have to hurry up. Let's bring Sharon on. Sharon, how are you this morning? Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here today. I'm excited. 
Yeah, but Sharon, can you believe that happened with me? That here I am having a conversation with the lead singer of Kiss. Well, as I said, you now have your Hollywood connection. How much fun is that? But it also goes to show you what you had just said starting the conversation, the power of the media. Oh, it's just, it's amazing at who you really, really can connect with through the social media, how times have truly changed. And you know what, Sharon, it didn't cost me anything. This is true, and I think the other thing, the other lesson to be learned by this is to be very aware of all content you're putting on at all times because you never know the audience you're reaching. Yeah, I must say I agree with that so much because, Sharon, I never hit that enter button without really, (laughs) really saying to myself, do you want the entire world to know this? Because it's going to be on there forever. My kids will be reading it 20 years from now, you know? (laughs) This is true. That's what I think. But Sharon, tell us all about yourself. How did you get involved in your business? Tell us a little bit about your background. You have such an amazing, diverse background. You 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 went from art to pharmaceutical, and that is just so amazing because I believe that when you're a really good salesperson, you can almost sell anything. So tell us about your background. Well, you know, I have a philosophy that I always tell friends, family, and whatever, and that is the toughest thing you're ever going to do in your lifetime is believing in yourself when no one else believes in you. And that sort of is also true for uh, the product that you might be wanting to bring to market. That when you ask me how I started, it's been a chain reaction in life to the circumstances that surrounded me. I actually, as a young woman, uh got a divorce, raising two young kids, finished a degree, and my ex and I had owned some shoe stores. And when I went out into the working world, they said, well, you have to have a college degree. You can't be a manager unless you have one. And so I got a college degree and finished my degree and ended up doing what I did for a business for nine years, which was sort of funny to me, but quickly realized that I didn't want to spend any time inside retail, that I didn't want that kind of time put into my day. I wanted to go out and do it for myself. And so I got into outside sales. Um, I actually was in the pharmaceutical sales arena first in the drugstore business, the grocery store business, and what we call mass, is, right. uh, we all come to know, is, is the big box chains and the big super centers and that sort of thing. And I got in with that for, oh, uh, a national company, a vitamin company, and was with them for about 10 years. And I hit a glass ceiling and found myself sort of looking for work and went with McGraw-Hill while I was with them. Big company, did my master's, and from that ended up in the art world uh, because my master's degree was in art appreciation. Uh, at that time in Pittsburgh, where I'm from, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, a German pharmaceutical company was coming into America with a little garlic tablet called Kwai, K-W-A-I, which you, some of your listeners may oh, know. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they their general philosophy was uh, when they went into other countries, they put their own corporate people into a small office, but then hired a lot of good people in that country, but hired them on consulting levels, but working just for them. 
and they found out about me being in Pittsburgh, my background in nutritionals and in uh, the drugstore industry. Uh, long story short, we came to an agreement, and they actually in the early 90s were responsible for putting me in my own uh, business, but I worked for four years for them exclusively, but I that's when SM Michael uh, had begun. Uh, oh, wow. From then, we've launched a lot of major products. Another one you may have heard of is Focus Factor, which we put on, we took from infomercials and put it on the shelves of America. And we've gone on to launch uh, many, many products in that. Again, as my, uh, uh, as you had said, we're in the food and nutritional, and uh, the buyers know us. They know that we bring interesting products to them, and that's what we concentrate on, the new, the interesting, and science-based products. Wow. What an amazing background, Sharon. You have so much to teach us today, and I can't wait for you to tell us <clears throat> more. So the question here, Sharon, is... How do we go out and find new clients and products? Well, I, I guess I have to ask you when you say we, are you talking about when we go out and find, are you talking from a consumer standpoint or uh, I find them myself because I've been so long in the industry and my associates that are involved in my company that we're generally, we get so many calls every week for people to take a look at our product, either kind of assess it for them as to whether it's got a shot at the, um, you know, retail world, or they just want some advice on whatever part of the business they're working on. So from that standpoint, I have to say, for me, it's um, that I've just got a long reputation in the industry that people sort of come to me through other people. Okay. I, don't, I don't go out and seek customers. I'm in a unique okay. position. I'm in a very unique position. Wow, that sounds amazing. And how do you determine which products that you want to get involved with, Sharon? Well, you know, I think that after you've been in the industry for a number of times and you've been involved, and, and we have been involved with marvelous things that has never really translated to what we had hoped they would. And there's a variety of reasons. We'd need about five shows to talk about that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> after being in the industry for so long and having so much interaction with the buyers and knowing where the marketplace is today, we get a pretty good I hate to use the phrase, but a pretty good gut feeling. And I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, you all have it too. You know what the consumer is going to you, – you feel this with Glovies. You knew as a person who was feeling a need, and that's probably more than anything. Does it really feel a need that's not out there right now? Okay. So that's really, really interesting. And, you know, you talk about that gut feeling. And, mm -hmm. Sharon, it's so funny. I, you know, started, I guess this is my third business. And it's so funny when, whenever I have that gut feeling inside of me, it's, as an entrepreneur, I mean, you know yourself, it, nothing will stop you. <laughs> nothing can stop us because when you really, really believe in your product and as long as the consumers are asking 
or have that need for your product. It's all about how you bring that product to market. And that's why I, I look at you in admiration because you've done it so successfully, not once, but probably hundreds of times, right, well, thank you. Thank you. And you know, um, you know with Glovies yourself, how many times when you hit on something while listening to you for a second here is uh, how many times you've told your story and described your product to people and the answer or the response rather is always to say, wow, well, you know, why didn't I think of something like that? Or wow, that's such an easy thing and it's so good and wow, I could use that. And that is a good benchmark for you as an entrepreneur. If you're getting that response from the general public, people you're talking to, you're not just your friends, but other people, yeah. then, uh, you know, uh, you, you're you on to something. You're really on to something. And that's what I mean by a gut feeling. If you talk to people and get a general response across the board of, wow, you know you've got something. You know, um, I think I've said this to you. One of the things I've always remembered in my career in bringing some of my own personal products to market is Donald Trump always says, never stop talking about your product. And I think that's a very important lesson for us all to learn. It yeah. doesn't matter whether you're at the bank uh, talking to the teller, whether you're talking to the flight attendant on the plane, or whether you're talking to the CEO of a big company that you happen to be out to dinner with your friends. Talk about your product. See the kind of response you get from them. And, again, if it's that wow response, you've mm-hmm. really got something to start working on. Well, Sharon, it's so funny that you should say that because I talk about Glovies all day long on the phone <laughs> with every single person that comes in. I have to tell you, when I went to that luncheon yesterday, I almost felt like I really wanted a break. Like I was, it was sort of kind of like a social event. It was a volunteer situation um, for this incredible, incredible organization called Holiday House, which you know, they have a big summer camp here for underprivileged children, and they bring them in from the city, and it's just an amazing concept. And I kind of just wanted to go and let my hair down for one hour because I was so busy with work. And as I got there, you know, people were mingling and talking, and several people came up to me and asked me, so what do you do? And there I go, sharing the whole story of Glovies. Glovies came the out. Same, it's the same story. And sometimes I, I'm like thinking in my head, like, do you really want to know? And what I giggle to myself because they actually are very excited, interested, and they leave me with a handshake saying, you're so inspirational. And Sharon, to me, it's so funny because I'm just telling them my story. So, Well, your so- story is important, and I think your story as an uh, entrepreneur and inventor and as ultimately the manufacturer of your product, the person who's going to see it on shelf, it should be the thing that consumes you. If you believe in what you're doing, with a brand-new product, a baby like this, you can't afford to do it 50% of the time. You have yeah. to be in, to, in it 100% of the game. And it's nobody's ever going to love this product, project like you love this project. And nobody at this point in time has the interest in watching it hit the shelf but you or as much as you do. So it should be something that you live, eat, and breathe all the time. Yeah, <laughs> 
really is kind of funny, Sharon, because, you know, my children are also living loveys. And when I get, <laughs> I get notes from the teachers that my five-year-old had to bring loveys into school because it's actually my daughter on the cover of my loveys package. And the teacher went on to say that my daughter gave a 15-minute presentation on why everybody should use Glovies and how great they are and the benefits of using Glovies. So <laughs> it is really funny. But anyway, we're halfway through our show already, but we have lots more information from Sharon Michaels. So we'll be back shortly, everyone. Thanks. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDoswaltDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Doswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Togginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Sharon Michaels with us. And Sharon is, once again, the owner of SM Michael & Associates. So, Sharon, here we are talking about um, how challenging it really is to bring a product to the marketplace. And I have a question for you, you Mm -hmm. know, once again, because you have so much experience um, bringing so many products to the marketplace. What is the biggest roadblock for a manufacturer in getting their product on the shelf, in your opinion? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, first and foremost, when I meet a manufacturer, I look 
to the fact that and and interviewing them to decide if I want to become involved with them is if they have really a good business plan in place. And if you go to the Small Business Association with a great idea and you want them to help you, and they will, by the way, for those of you that don't know where to start on that, they will actually help you build your business plan. They give you a very large packet of uh, questionnaire, and it's kind of funny because it usually it weeds out people who are serious from not serious because it is cumbersome and you do have to do it. But what happens when doing that with them or doing a business plan for yourself, you learn a lot more about your business. You take your business from the product and the idea into an actual business, and you learn so much about what lays ahead of you by doing a simple business plan. And for me, the roadblock starts out with someone who doesn't understand their own business. Now, there is a lot of things that you learn along the way, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you learn that by surrounding yourself with the right people. But first and foremost, you have to have a business plan in place. Just having a great product is that's just the infancy of it. So yeah, I agree me- with you so much, Sharon. But you know what? This is the problem, and I ha- I'm guilty. I have to say I am guilty because as entrepreneurs, we're wearing lots of hats. The day goes by quickly, and I do have a business plan. But I have to say, so much has happened even in the past six months of my business that we really have to go in and refresh it. And how often do you think we really need to stay on top of our business plans. Well, I think I think that it you're right. It is a constant. And I think as the the business plan is only a footprint for you to understand where you want to go with your business and to sort of have an idea in place. As you start to implement that business plan and all the other different facets of what you're doing come into play, as you said, then you understand, oh, well, maybe I have to start paying more attention to this, and maybe I was unrealistic, or just that you're, you're um, unknowledgeable enough that you've kind of got yourself schooled, whether you wanted to or not, by the people and things you're coming in contact with. It's all very exciting, and if you love what you're doing, you're going to be revisiting that all the time to make sure that you have a firm plan in place. And I think that it's you had said something earlier about being uh, benefiting from all the wonderful people that uh, you've talked to and have helped you along the way. That's what makes you good, by surrounding yourself with good people who know the business. And at some point in time, you have to put those people on the payroll in some way, shape, or form. And remember, again, nobody loves it. It's not a passion for anybody but you. You have to find a way to make it their passion. And generally speaking, there's got to be some skin in the game for people to work hard for you and want to see this come to market as much as you want it to come to market. Because you are one person. You cannot do it all. Yeah, Sharon, you know what? This is a common thread in my whole radio show that the more successful the business owner is that I interview, the more the message comes out that we really, as business owners, need to work on our business as opposed to in it. So I'm a firm believer that it really is best to outsource anything to um, qualified, and that's a 
very important word, qualified people who can actually do the job better than you. And, you know, a lot of times as business owners, we have to learn to let go. And you have to let go in order to sometimes get to the next level. So I think that's Well, we call thing. it in our business. We call it in our business. When, we have, when we're dealing with an owner and an entrepreneur, one of the big things is pride of ownership. And pride of ownership is a very strong emotion, but it's not a business emotion. And you can't be emotional about business. It has to be hardcore numbers. Pride of ownership can get you, you can, in other words, get in your own way. And that's what you're talking about when you say you need to start to outsource. And that's where all these these people that you've been talking to comes in handy because say you're outsourcing your manufacturing, don't go to one source, go to several, get opinions from everybody. And you can, those sorts of things you can uh, find in acquaintances with people and get a couple of different ideas of what three or four manufacturers are going to charge you. And if they have a common theme to what they're saying, then you know you're on the right track. And then obviously take the one that's best suited to your business. Yeah, I think that these are great, great tips. So, Sharon, I have to tell you, as long as I've been doing my business, Glovius is six years in the making now, six and a half, gosh, but my question, I can't believe it. It's getting big. Glovis is almost as old as my middle child, Sharon. So you can imagine what I was going through between changing diapers, nursing, three little toddlers, and running my business. My poor little daughter, when I was going to China, I'll never forget turning around and seeing my three little babies in car seats with my little daughter with her little binky in her mouth that said, my, my mom rocks. And I love looked at my husband and I, I almost wanted to burst out in tears. But you know what? There were two words that got me on that airplane, Sharon, college education. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I started to run. But anyway, so I got off track there a little. But what I'm trying to say is Doing the manufacturing, doing all of that stuff is one thing. I never had a fear about getting my product on the shelf. That, for some reason, I always just have confidence that I can do that. My concern is more about learning how to quickly get the product off the shelf. It's not get the product off the shelf. It is get the product quickly off the shelf. That is, I mean, what, what's your opinion on that, Sharon? Well, it's, it's, you're correct. It's not only get it off the shelf, but it's, it's repeat business. And a major retailer is going to be just as interested in how many turns are on the shelf. You have to remember at all times to take an opportunity or to give you an opportunity to take a chance on your product. That buyer, that retailer is taking that retail space that's already performing for them with another product, and they're taking that product that's making dollars to them off the shelf to put an unknown product on such as yours. Now, that's a big onus upon you because now the buyer has also put sort of himself or herself uh, in, the, in, in with in you. The they're your seat, partner. Right? 
Yeah, because they get reviewed every quarter by their boss. You know, what's your category turning? What's it bringing in? That sort of thing. And that's when this business becomes very, very uh very hard, very difficult. And But if you do the steps right prior to that, this should work if you have that wild product. And I don't think you're going to be at the point of you and a buyer and a retailer talking about putting it on shelf if you don't have the right product. You wouldn't have come this far. So that should help you feel good about it. Now, the other thing that's most important on shelf is packaging. You have mm-hmm. exactly 15 seconds to catch a person's attention and get them to pick your product up. And if your package doesn't speak, and I mean scream out to them, <laughs> it, unless, of course, you're putting $15 million a year into advertising, mm-hmm. then the pressure's a little less. But oh, if you Sharon. don't... You were right on target with that. And unfortunately, I learned the very hard way that packaging is everything. And It is. It is. I, I did it wrong. And here I am paying the price because I'm doing it the second time around. But it doesn't even matter. It's more important to me that the product is packaged correctly because if people don't know what it, what's in the product, how are they going to buy it? But what amazes me, Sharon, about Glovies is people didn't know what was in that package. They had to pick it up and study it, study it, and they they bought it. So well, I mean, what I like about your product, as far as packaging is concerned, is the name of your product indicates what the product is, and that's another thing besides packaging or part of it. The simpler route it took. To, to take some maybe exotic or beautiful French name and put it on a product, again, that's fine if you're doing $15 million worth of advertising. But if you're not, your name of your product should tell the person very quickly what the product is, what it's used for. It should give them a snapshot in their minds why they want to pick that up. And let me just tell you, if you do your job right with packaging and they pick it up, 7 out of 10 people will take ownership of what they're holding in their hand. So it's very, very, very important to get the packaging right. Oh, I think you're so so right. So, um, and you okay. had talked about you had talked about something earlier on that um, I had made a note about when um, uh, you talked about uh, the look and the feel of the product and the consistency on the web that uh, somebody uh, had given you the uh, tip of being mm-hmm. consistent. That's very 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 true because. If people see something in an ad or on TV or on the web and they don't remember everything about it, they remember the fact that they liked it when they read it and they remember the look. So consistency, again, follows through in everything, and it's all part of branding. One of the biggest things I can tell any entrepreneur out there, and I use this all the time, is that you want your product to become the Heinz ketchup of your category. You do not want it to be the Hunts. Everybody buys Heinz. Very few people buy Hunts. So your job as creating this package, being the uh, person who developed the product, is to become the Heinz ketchup of your category. That's amazing. I, I just, you send goosebumps. I, I get goosebumps when you say that, Sharon, because you, you're right on target once again. 
But um, we're coming up to another quick break. Um, but when we come back, Sharon's going to share with us her five best business tips. So stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly. Thanks, everyone. Right after these on Toginet.com. How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes. Should I relocate my business or ever purchase a property? That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Choose the right financial professional and learn more about the products and services while learning the terminology and strategies used by these professionals. Go To My Radio Show is unbiased and Chris Holt, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial and business choices. Go to my radio show is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. And most of all, choosing the right program and the right professional for you. Go to my radio show with Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Welcome back to Paying It forward the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments lessons learned and sharing those ideas now let's get back to paying it forward with josephine jirasi on toginet.com um okay so we're back with sharon michaels and um so, Sharon, I can't believe we're on the last segment. I enjoyed this interview so much. So we're going to have to yeah, talk goodbye. really quick because we have so much information to share with the listeners. So before we get started, though, Sharon, I would like to give you um, the opportunity to have my listeners get in touch with you if they need your advice, if they, they might even want to become a client of yours. How would they do that, Sharon? Well, I think the best way is to send me an email. Uh, maybe reference your show in the uh, subject box so I know where it's coming from. And um, do we put my uh, tell them my email address now? Yes, please, Sharon. It's S as in Sharon, the first three letters of Michael, M-I-C, and then four zeros, that's the number zero, at AOL.com. So it's S-M-I-C, zero, 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 zero at AOL.com. Okay, that's perfect. And Sharon, you are on Twitter, and we haven't even talked about that, but that might be another show. But tell us how we can reach you on Twitter also. Well, the uh, SM Michael is not on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter is another one of my... Um, Ventures, should we call ventures. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more of a social uh, type of situation. So, um, yes, it's, just tell us the name so we can get you some followers on that too, Sharon. Okay, that's not my wallet, and it's uh, all one word, uh, not N-O-T, small M-Y, uh, wallet. We're on okay. Twitter, we're on WordPress, and we're on Facebook. Yeah, there's just so much information on there. I am truly enjoying following you there on that. So, um, oh, thank you. Okay. So now that everybody knows a little more about, you know, how they can get in touch with Sharon and, you know, your Twitter and all of that good stuff, let's, Sharon, just talk about one thing about the product. Can you or should you do business with the large drug chains or mass chains, what's your opinion on that? 
Well, if you've gone through the proper steps and you've got yourself at some sort of a situation where you know that you can handle any real volume, then you have to ask yourself how much volume you can handle. And um, it also has to do with how well-funded your business is, how much operating capital that you have, because it's not cheap to do business. Let me just tell you, uh, one of the supplemental um, uh, companies that I work for, uh, their first order from one of the major drug chains was for $1.7 million. 400000 of that was, opera- or was manufacturing cost to them. You know, now that doesn't all come back to you at one time, not in the environment and the way the retailers do it today. If you have enough business or enough operating capital to to keep you afloat in a major way for two years, you can be an outrageously successful company. But you do have to have that operating capital. There is what we call a cost of entry, and That's the upfront capital that it costs to put any good product on the shelf of any major, major chain. I think the first thing you need to do is things that you have done, and you've done it very well, you've done it correctly, and that's to go to some of the major trade shows. You have to Mm -hmm. put that investment in your product to get a, a barometer of how the retailer is going to respond to you. And the retailer is going to be able to help you out tremendously. They're going to look at your packaging and say, you know, beautiful packaging, but this isn't right or that isn't right or whatever. And they can help you with tweaks before you go into major production. And that's very vital. Also, well, that's it lets, the key. That's yes. so, so important, Sharon, Absolutely. because that would have saved me thousands and thousands of dollars and time. I think um, I was stalled. And I think if the buyer would have noticed it right from the beginning, the first initial buyer, while I'm grateful that she took the leap on Glovies. Well, it's all she, exciting. Yeah, when it was they very do. exciting. But yeah. had she been just a little more seasoned or I don't know what the word is, if she would have given me the advice to change it back then, gosh, everything would have been so much easier. But that's okay. We live and learn. You know, and, and you're right. There's so much more um, to talk about in depth. Um, when you do these trade shows and if you've got a product like yours that, that just catches the uh, attention of all the retailers, and it is exciting, but you cannot do it alone. You have to, unless you're, uh, you've got the deep pockets to hire people and have a big sales force, you have to decide how you're going to take this to market because no one can do this all alone. And what my suggestion would be is to do maybe uh, one of the big drug chains, use that as your test market. They're going to ask you for a lot, and that's the place you sacrifice uh, at because if you do one of the big three, you're all of a sudden a national company because they're in all 50 states. Now, and, what's one of the big three, Sharon? Can you tell us quickly the three? Well, sure. The big three are CVS, Walgreens, and Rite Aid. They're the three largest drug chains in America. And okay. so if one of those three are going to uh, want to take you on and, and want to help you give birth to your product, they, they don't do it just because they're such good guys. They do it because they like your product, they believe in your product, but they have policy in place. It's the way retailers do business today. And so I think you need to be with someone very knowledgeable to help you go in. You had said something once when we were talking and you were 
spot on about it. It's important for someone like yourself to go on the big major calls in that first year because your passion is there, and mm-hmm. it's a thing of respect. When you're sitting with a buyer and the, the entrepreneur and the owner of the company is there, when you're with a, a, you know, a CVS or a Safeway in the grocery world or Kmart, Walmart, one of those guys, you should be there with your salesperson. And you need that salesperson that can help guide you through it all because there's an awful lot that becomes involved. But I would say pick one, go with it, bite the bullet financially, do what you need to do to get in there, and then um, build your product recognition. Oh, that's great advice. So I'm shooting all these questions out to you quickly. Okay. Yeah, sure. Tell us about Walmart. I mean, are they the foe or the enemy? Well, you're talking to someone who's a big fan of Walmart. You know, you hear a lot of uh, negative about Walmart uh, in people that you talk to. I always get a big kick out of people who say, well, Walmart's this and Walmart's that. And I say, oh, you know, how many products have you had? Well, I have never had a product there, but I talk to people who know people who know people. And, you know, <laughs> let me just tell you, Walmart is, uh, I always say, I, I'm a little impressed with them, to say the least, because they're trying to turn the Titanic around on a daily basis, and that's not easy. They're running a business in uh, an environment where retailing is constantly reinventing itself, mm-hmm. and that's not easy. But that being said, they're a good business partner. They have told me no many times. They have said great product, but we don't think it's a Walmart product, and we don't think that's a Walmart consumer. And you know what? They're generally right. They're also very gracious, and they'll say, but keep coming back to us and keep letting us know. Now, if, you, if they like your product and you, listen to your, and you listen to them, they are one of the best partners you'll ever have in retailing. And the reason I like Walmart so much is two things. When it's all right, and it's not always right, but when it's right and they do their work and you do your work, you know, no matter what they owe you, on the day they owe it to you, it's in the bank. There's no excuses. There's no deductions. There's no tomfoolery. It's there. Wow. It's That's just great. there. You know what, Sharon, as you were saying, we're talking big bucks. Yes. Especially if you're dealing with Walmart. Yes. So if yes. you need that $400,000 back in that bank, it's good to know that you can rely on them to actually well, pay their you bill. Can, you can, and you don't have to negotiate any kind of time periods with them, but you have to be able to manufacture on that level. The worst thing in the world is to have a very popular product with Walmart and have their shelves empty with your product. It is something they don't forgive. Oh, and you wow. don't you don't get a second chance at that. You know what I mean. So yeah. uh, you want to make sure that if you have the opportunity to do business with Walmart, uh, that um, you know uh, you can really supply Walmart. Okay, that's great. So, Sharon, oh, my gosh, I want to thank you. We, we have just a little under three minutes, probably about two and a half minutes left to our show. You sent me five amazing tips. I want to read them so we can get through them, and then I'm going to give you, you know, the opportunity for your last thoughts before we say thank you to our listeners. So, anyway... The first tip you had sent me was never stop talking about your product, which is so important, and we touched about, uh, upon that. The second one was have a good website for your product. 
The third, own your product. The fourth, detach yourself on a personal level as much as possible. Always look at the big picture. And the fifth, you say your first goal is to brand your product. Amazing, amazing tips. And you actually expanded on each one of these throughout the show. So I'm so happy about that. But Sharon, we have just a little over a minute left to our show. What else would you like to add? Besides, I'm begging you, Sharon, to come back. You were so incredible and it went so fast. I have lots more to ask you and to pick your brain. Well, I love you and I love this show. And uh, I'm always happy to help anyone that I can. So yes, of course, I'll come back. I would like to talk about one thing we haven't talked about. And if you feel that your product really is ready for the retail world, there is something you have to be, be very, very aware of today. And that is your Dun and Bradstreet. You must have a good Dun and Bradstreet. It has become more and more important to the retailers today. At one point in time, Walmart was the only one that was concerned about it. Now, almost every major chain out there is concerned about it. So you need to get that in shape and, you know, you need to work on that. So that's very, very important. I would say, um, you know, packaging is probably the second most important thing. Have that business plan together. Make sure you have enough capital to do the things you need to do. And, and understand that when you get to the buyer, this is something you have to know what you're going to do, whether it's uh, a, a you know, traditional advertising, whether it's social media, when you're sitting in front of a buyer he said, or she says, I get it, I love it, the consumer's going to love it, I'm going to put it in, music to your ears, the next question out of their mouth is, what are you going to do to make this move off of my shelf? Oh, and that's, that's the most important Sharon, what great information. We're up on the close of our show. I want to thank you for your time, for your great tips, and I want to tell my listeners, enjoy um, your week, you. be productive, well, and until next forward. week, we'll see you again on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. To helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week, we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons